Ladies and gentlemen, welcome into episode 109 of the Get Around Podcast. My name is Jake Adnip. As usual, I will be your host on this Martin Luther King Day. We are actually in the studio way, way, way earlier than normal. Recording, way earlier. Recording like in the AM. Not anymore, but started recording in the AM. Forgot to mention, in the studio with me, my man, the man, the myth, the legend, James Cook, and our man, Andrew Rosenthal. I'm not a legend yet? Rosie. You got a long way to go, friend. You got a long way to go before you become a legend around these parts. Where does he be? He, he's got, working on it. He, so he starts to work say, on it. J- James introduced himself as, yeah. So what do I have here. to do to become a legend? Do I have been to be here two decades? Do I have to be do something stupid? or do No, I, no, you have to do Do I have, have to, to do good it. work? You have to earn it. Both of those could, I mean, you could be legendary for both of those reasons. It has to be how, how bad of doing something stupid do you want to do to be legend? That's <laughs> yeah, I, honest to God. Yeah, I mean, what kind of legend? What kind of legacy do you want to leave, Andrew? Yeah, let's see the sports writer that botches up everyone's name. Uh, you don't want to be that guy. No, so no. you could you could be you could go down a legend for that. But guess what? They will remember. Let's see. What? If, if if I called you Kendrew on the podcast every day, you already have generated one spam Twitter account. I did. Yeah, I, which. Whoever's out there making spam Twitter accounts, like creating a Twitter account just so you can talk crap, that might actually be like. <laughs> I the think lowest. that makes me a legend. That might be the lowest of the lows. Just I don't know. That just you make a Twitter account, like not even like being being a, being an internet troll is not. Yeah, really not at all. They couldn't even come out and say it as your own Twitter troll. Yeah, I mean Jake. And that person had to have like that person has block. to have their own personal Twitter account. Well, yeah, because they wouldn't have saw the so story on Twitter put, put if they didn't see it, it somewhere else. You, Henry Hill you, was sixty-five you points. You learned the hard way, and I th- I think this is the, this is kind of our fault as well. We didn't really give him the full scope of how serious the rivalry is taken, not just by the kids in the on the court, but by everybody in uh, in the area. I, I don't know that we really gave him the. Uh, the rundown on that. Do you think we did a good enough job? Well, we haven't gotten around to that yet, but maybe not. It's been like what less than two weeks. Nah, close. Well, right? you learned your lesson. I did. Quickly. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, no, those games. Those games always leave, mean a little bit more. I, I have a lot of stories from that game. There was a lightsaber duel. Well, well, we're gonna get into it. I do have to. I'm there was a lightsaber you. duel. I'm gonna ask you about this here in a minute. Might as well as we as we roll into this, uh, might as well just naturally give you the rundown of the show. We are gonna talk about the Traverse City West, Traverse City Central basketball game. Andrew will give us a rundown of that. Uh, James will give us a rundown of his game from last weekend. We're gonna talk a little bit about basketball as a whole from last week and what's coming up over the next week. We have a great interview today, and for the first time, we have two students from East Jordan. A couple of Red Devils came on and joined us here at the Get Around Studios with Jackson Raymond and Jaden Weber. A couple of varsity basketball players uh, for the Red Devils joined us. It was a fantastic interview, so make sure you stick around for that. After we get out of the interview, we're going to dive into the Hall of Fame and induct one more person into the most exclusive club in northern Michigan. We're going to get into our trifecta at the end of the episode where I ask the fellas about baseball. But I'm not going to tell anybody what the trifecta is until we get there. So, without further ado, I want to remind you, this podcast is sponsored by Jimmy Jones with two locations in Traverse City, Freaky Fesh, Freaky Fast, Jimmy Jones, Freak Yeah!, we're going to put our finger on the heartbeat of the sports world and get into the pulse. We have our top of the show, top of the segment. We already kind of got into it. Big game last week, Traverse City Central versus Traverse City West boys. Comes down to the last second, goes down into overtime, and Traverse City Central ends up coming on to- out on top 59-57 in that game. Andrew, you were there. Yeah. Um, let's just start off with 
for your first. But apparently, there was a lightsaber duel. Yeah. There was a lightsaber duel. Yeah, for first. I can't get over that. Where, where, where was it? What was it? How'd it go? Okay, from the moment I step in there, I realize this is not a normal basketball game. They cut the lights for the introductions. The Traverse City West students... A bunch, bunch of schools up here do that. Well, no, but this yeah. was different. They held up, like, phone lights, like you would see the Pistons game. Apparently, they're nominated for Battle of the Fans, statewide award for student section. Mm-hmm. You could definitely tell that these guys are... They, they take it seriously. They're, they had a couch on the floor, probably 20 guys spread along the, the sideline, chanting stuff at players. It, it was one of the most insane student sections I've seen in my year of covering high school sports. And I've been to the jungle in Lawrence, Kansas which is pretty darn loud. But from the top, just cheers for both sides. Central has a huge student section. West has a huge student section. Every basket, it's just a deafening roar. I'm, I couldn't even sit on the press press row or the scorer's table. I had to sit in the crowd just to be able to feel like I was part of the crowd and experience everything. Andy Soma's getting hot. I think he scored 24 points between the second quarter and third quarter. Central came out to like around an 8-1 lead to start the game. West took over with Soma and then... Central was starting to fight back in the fourth quarter. It just seemed like in the matter of two shots, game was flipped. Josh Burnham first dunks the ball off the fast break. They made a stop. He went, took it to the house, and dunked it. Next possession, he got the ball in an alley-oop and just threw it down, two-handed slam. Travis Shuba turns around. I don't think he moved his face for probably three seconds. Him and his assistant coach were like, is this actually happening? It was insane. It was big. And then... Game's tied. I think that put him up basket as well. Tyler McCoon made a pair of free throws to tie the game, and that gave him a chance to win the game after a timeout. Goal cool. He they tried to have him on uh, in the corner for a three pointer. He's double teamed. He took two, he tried to look for the shot like twice, didn't get it. So now it's going into overtime, and then trade a couple baskets. Central gets in the same position again after just trading baskets between Soma and. Central. This time, Gokul just takes it to the mid-range shot, and that's it. Swish. Bingo, bingo. Now, I, I, you got pretty treated for your first uh, Central West game. You get an overtime game. Yeah. You get Battle of the Fans. They just got nominated not even a week ago, so you yeah. know they're trying to show mm-hmm. out. Yeah. You got last-second shots. couple dunks. Yeah, a couple alley-oop. Got a dunk. It sounds like, yeah, it sounds like you got spoiled for your first uh, West and Central game. Would you, wouldn't you agree, James? Hmm? A Friday night Throw game, right nonetheless. Right, and Friday night game nonetheless. You know, Andy Soma, no, I don't know, I, it's hard to take away from his 34-point game. It actually was the second highest in school history, tied with Ryan Hayes, who plays for Michigan right now. I thought that was pretty cool. Yeah, yeah, he play, yeah he's an offensive lineman at Michigan. Yeah, just over the last couple of years, they've had a couple yep. of uh, big scoring games for the uh, Titans. You know, you mentioned Mig Wansbury. One point, yeah, one point behind Miggy, who's playing at a prep school down in Florida this year. But yeah, so let me ask you this: What is your uh, what's your impression of the rivalry as a whole? Uh, your first your first glimpse at the rivalry. We've ta- we've told you about the Patriot game. We've told you about this, but what's your glimpse of the rivalry? And then we'll kind of give you a heads up here on the podcast. You can definitely tell they're serious about it. It wasn't it wasn't a game where it's just the students or for Central or just the students for West came out. It seems like the whole city was there. There was only a couple of empty rows in that old gym. You got parents, you had the whole community come out. It was a drug awareness game. You had a couple of uh, state police officers joining in the fun. It, it seemed like a giant party for Traverse City in one gym. I think you'll come to realize that it's not just for boys basketball. Yeah. It's not just for football. It's for every sport, every single time they meet. Would you agree? Yeah, I mean, yeah, soccer, they'll, they'll bring the fans... Hockey, they bring the they bring the pep band yeah. to come play in the hockey arena, which is pretty deafening. 
a, a double a double header, you know, played behind uh, behind Central or over at West. Has people there for baseball or softball? Crap. Normally they'll do a double bit. They'll do a double double header and they'll put baseball softball this field next or baseball and softball and fields playing simultaneous next yeah. to each other while you have Central and West. So everybody's out there. Yeah. No. That, that's always a lot of fun. Can't wait for you to see the Patriot game. Cause that is just a whole different level um, of a rivalry, especially when it comes to the whole town. Like ten thousand people. I mean, I couldn't even it's find a parking good. spot. Oh well, yeah, that'll happen. All, that'll happen all over the <laughs> yeah. place. You know, that's why we try to get there early. <laughs> that's why I always like to be there at least a half hour early, mm-hmm. so I don't need to park in the boonies. I was there like forty-five minutes early too. We did have another basketball game that you covered last Friday. Um, I know we were pretty excited about seeing this one, and it kind of. Uh, you know, sparked this whole thing, but you went out to Boyne City and kind of got lucky on the night that we chose to go out there. I mean, some pretty cool uh, happenings there at Boyne City over the last whatever, but for their gym, this is a pretty awesome thing. Yeah, I mean, they added a, a video replay board in the corner of the gym. They debuted at that game because it was their first uh, Lake Michigan Conference home game. Yeah, it's just pretty cool. It's like a 12-foot, I think 12-foot screen, and, you know, with the whole rambler sports network thing that they have going on um which is is cool in itself they you know they could they were actually showing replays during the game at one point uh, pete calcaterra threw down a one-handed dunk and the crowd just went crazy and then five seconds later they're showing the replay on the on the the rambler tron that they call it and the crowd just goes crazy again maybe even more so than the original dunk and why not like you get to see it again yeah and the venue there at Boyne City is also crazy. I mean, the, the gym the, itself, the, the, the gym, the, the atmosphere. I mean, obviously, the gym is not as big as Traverse City West and stuff, but it was packed. Their so student, their like student section was very loud and raucous. So did they have like a three camera setup there with like one guy under the basket, one guy on top, and one guy under the other basket? There's like there's multiple students that do all the video work, and yeah, they they're walking around various points of the uh, of the gym. You know, shooting the video for the for there, and then they have they have play by play too. That's what I pictured is that it's it's like a replay of an NFL game where someone gets an interception or a pick six, and next thing you know, you see like three different yeah. angles of it, and you're like, oh, this is awesome. Oh, that was awesome again. Oh, that was awesome again. Mm-hmm. But yep, in a high school in Boynton City, I don't know if there's anybody else out here who has that capability. I don't think not that I've seen. I man, I haven't seen that in a high school anywhere. I don't think so. I think Calcasca has the capability to do it On with that field. with that new football. Field, but not, uh, in the, not in a basketball stadium, but or not yeah. in a gym. But yeah, yeah, I don't think anybody else does, and, it, and it, it's pretty sweet. I highly doubt that Calcasca is doing live video replay on their board, though. I think they're just making precursor videos and pipe up I, stuff. Yeah, they have they they have the possibility, the the potential to be able to yeah. do that if they had the people and the other doing the game to do it, like what Boyne City has. I mean, Boyne City makes you know every basketball and every football game is broadcast live and is repackaged as like a, as a video to watch after the fact too. I was but also at Frankfurt this week, and in their introductions, they have like a full out Oscar nominated edited en- intro video with all their oh yeah they pull down state the state uh, final re- highlights on it too. Yeah, they pull down the uh, the projector board in the gym yeah. and throw up the projector on there. I remember them. Doing that yeah, last year. Boyne had one too for the at the basketball game, and it, it was like three minutes long at least, I think. And it had highlights from games, you know, dunks and basketball and stuff. And then it had players, you know, and and it was kind of like if you've been to a Lions game where they have the Lions yeah. players like on the board and they're looking down, they're having the players look down like they're actually looking at the the crowd. They had Boyne players doing the same thing because it's like way up. Okay. So the Boyne players are like looking down and having people trying to get people hype up and stuff. And what if we uh, made a record eagle hype video for us three? It would just be us just jotting down notes of the game, 
in the podcast room. Mm-hmm. Uh, what, what would be your inspirational quote, Jake? Tell me everything you know. <laughs> <laughs> Tell me your story. Record Eagle Sports 2020. It would just be... <laughs> feverishly typing in yeah. stars. Um, Deadlines. Yeah, that's that's my, my life motto. <laughs> feverishly typing. That is really cool. I can't get over that. It is really, really cool that Boyne City has that, not only for the students, but for the fans, for the parents, just for all of them. I think that's a really, really cool thing. I mean, I want to talk about the game a little bit, though, too. Where you went out there and you, you saw some guys that we were waiting to see this year. Who impressed you on Friday? Uh, and, and players from both teams were putting everything together. You know, Boyne City won the game. They kind of maintained about a 10-point lead through much of the game. You know, Pete Calcaterra is really good for Boyne City, but by far not the only player. I mean, Aiden Bream. Oh, Max, Max, Bondra. Max Bondra. Yeah, I mean, he's he's like 6'2", but he plays like another one of their 6'4", 6'5", guys. They provide a lot of matchup problems to teams because they've got 3-4 guys that are in that 6'4", 6'5", range. And they're skilled enough that they can put them all on the floor at the same time and still have ball handlers. That sounds that, like a that scary... Gave, that gave East Jordan some problems. Um, that, that sounds like a scary reminiscent team like Glen Lake from last year where they had three, four guys over six foot four who could all do something with the ball. Yeah, and that gave East Jordan some, some problems because, I mean, East Jordan's got, they've got Jackson Raymond who had a really good game. They've got uh, Cooper Stevenson who had a really good game. But after those two, the size kind of disappears. And so they were giving up four or five inches at other positions. You know, that, that just ended up being a problem that they really didn't have an answer for because you, you can't scheme height. Yeah, no, you you really have to go with double teams or stay away from them. That's really the only way you can get a, you can go around height. You can't scheme for it or can't get yeah, it on your it, team. Yeah, and there's enough of those six four guys. You know, Jacob Steinhoff's another one in there. You know, and there's enough of them that they ju- you just can't take them all away. So one more thing I want to talk about before we get out of the pulse was there was quite a bit of wrestling that went on last week. Um, we had a few different teams show out. We had a couple of different teams go undefeated and win team tournaments last week. A few of these guys that that, that showed up last week, including Gaylord, Benzie Central did very well this past week. Um, Traverse City Central had another uh, pretty solid week. I, I know you talked to a couple of coaches over the weekend, Andrew, especially you, you actually ran out to the Benzie um, invitational on Saturday. When 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 you get to a wrestling meet or when you got out to those wrestling meets, I know you probably only got to saw a few of the finals. Um, what was just like the vibe at Benzie for wrestling this year? I was just interested because they have been picking it up here at the beginning of the season or you know, towards the end of the season. Sorry. Yeah, it was hard to tell because I was in the it was a round robin tournament and I was in the la- it was in the last round, so it wasn't really like a true championship round. I wanted to add Kingsley Wrestling went five and zero in their team tournament. A couple guys went five and zero on the day as well. But I'll say this, when you have a team like Ross Common there, when you have a team like Traverse City St. Fran- Francis, where yeah, they have a couple guys that go undefeated, they always show up, every match means something. And they had Alpina there too, right? Yes. Alpina is traditionally a pretty good wrestling program as well. Yeah. And one guy that really stuck out to me was Cody Anson. He went 5-0 and on the day, wrestling up from 215 to 285. Beat two guys from Alpina. God, that's a that's a big jump. We can talk about that. Rest up the heavyweight from two fifteen. He just did it. He, like it was between his, it was his decision and his coach's decision. Then he was like, you know, I, I'm going to see better competition here. I can get better by facing these guys. I really respect that. And they ended up taking second on the second overall as a team. Who took first at the tournament? Russ Common. It was Russ Common. We got one big game coming up this week that we wanted to talk about, and that is a girls basketball game: Gaylord St. Mary and Bel Air, undefeated Bel Air who hasn't surprised me, but has surprised me. I think it might just be how nonchalant Coach Brad Fisher is about his girls that has surprised me that they continue to just 
rip off these wins. J.C. Summers has been really, really good for them. Katie Decker's been good for them. But Gaylord St. Mary's with Livy Jeffers and those girls are going to be coming in here. James, you I know you've seen all of the stars from both of these teams play, but now we got a couple of these girls, uh, new girls in the fold, and a couple of the girls who've gotten older. Do you think Bel Air stays undefeated when Gaylord St. Mary comes to town this weekend with the Jeffers sisters? It'll be interesting. I, that that should be a, a very high, you know, high paced, just fast game because both teams like the press. Both teams don't have very much size. Both teams doesn't have yeah. Aside from JC Summers for yeah, Bel Air, right. you know, neither team has like a, a massive amount of of interior post you know post players and stuff. So uh, it, it'll be a game with a lot of pressing, a lot of action back and forth. And just very fast paced. So I think that should be a very cool game to take care of. Bel Air is nine and zero. Gaylord St. Mary's seven and two. So I mean, this is for first place in the Ski Valley. This is for first place. They're both undefeated in, in the league. I mean, Gaylord St. Mary's only losses are to Pickford and St. Francis. So I mean, those are two pretty darn good teams. I mean, Pickford's already got ten wins this year. And, so it's and, not that they haven't been tested even in their losses. Yeah, and and they're really the only two teams I think that are in contention for winning this league because everybody else has at least two losses. Already. Yeah. So yeah, this is it's not necessarily the championship game because they play again in uh, mid February. You know, back in back yeah. In so this is this isn't default but, for but it. This but is, this is one of those zone tone setting games. Yeah, right? control your destiny type of things. Yeah, yeah. Because whoever wins this game is probably probably clinching a share of the title. I guess what it, what it does is it, if both of these teams continue to play the way they are in, in the league, and they both won their first six games in the Ski Valley, which means that aside from playing each other, they only have one other team left in the in the league to play in the first half. So if the second half kind of goes as the first half did and they sweep everything else, then you kind of think of this game as being the one that wins this game that has at least a, a chance, you know, kind of clinches a tie, a, tie, a share of the title, and the other team is chasing them and needs to win that second matchup to force a tie for the league title. You know, if things go the way you think they're going. As you want them to you know, go. If you don't planned. have, you know, things pop up, injuries, you know, whatever. So, I mean, so it's a pretty big game. Do you think Gaylord takes them down? I'm going to say Bel Air stays undefeated. I, I mean, it's a, it's at Bel Air. Yeah, it's at home. That's the big thing. That you you know, so I could, very, I could very well see Bel Air holding court in this one and Gaylord St. Mary holding court in the second one and them splitting the Ski Valley Conference title. Yeah. I mean. I'm taking Bel Air. Let's make a pick, boys, just for fun. Bel Air, Gaylord St. Mary. In this game, I take Bel Air, yeah. All righty. Got the road team for Andrew. That is going to do it for the Pulse. Brought to you by Jimmy John's with two locations in Traverse City. Order a tasty sandwich today with the Jimmy John's app. You know what that means. It's time for our interview with East Jordan's Jackson Raymond and Jane Weber. They joined us in on Martin Luther King Day on Monday in the early morning hours uh, for a great interview uh, with the get around. So let's go ahead and give a listen to that now. The Get Around Podcast is excited to welcome into the studios East Jordan Seniors, Jackson Raymond, and Jaden Weber uh, from the boys' basketball team and the girls' basketball team, respectively. Thank you guys so much for joining us and making the trip down on your day off of school. Thank you for having us. Thank you for having us, yes. Of course. I mean, you guys uh, made the long trip. Uh, It it must be nice uh, after coming off a nice long weekend. You're going to have a nice uh, day off school here. Mm -hmm. I mean, just to get started off with, we're going to get started off with our Freaky Fast Five, which is a nod to our sponsor, Jimmy John's. First question, I think it's pretty topical for today. It is Martin Luther King Jr. Day, but you guys have a day off school. What's your favorite hooky day activity or day off school activity? Um, I would say sleeping. Sleeping? <laughs> yeah. As much as possible? <laughs> yeah. Hmm. What about you, Jaden? Probably same. I, yeah. I don't really do much when I have the days off, yeah. 
Okay, so I usually so, just relax and do nothing. Yeah. But the days are few and far between that you get those those yes. days off, so you might as well utilize yeah. them to the fullest. I yeah. mean, do you guys still have practice and everything like that on your days off like this? Most mm-hmm. of the time. So yeah. it's like, oh, we're just going to get that nice 10 hours before yes. we go do the normal thing after yeah. school. Alrighty, I got one I came up with on the way into uh, the office today. Okay, so it's almost like Alaska, but you have to d- endure 60 straight days of night or 60 straight days of suns- sunshine. Which one are you choosing and why? Night, so that I can sleep because I cannot <laughs> sleep. I can't sleep if there's any. I guess sunshine. I should have known. There's that. a common theme here. I, was yeah. like, I guess I should have known that after the first one. I would choose day because I would get sick of the dark for sure. Yeah, more yeah. activities possible. Yes, you can kind of like get out there and uh, yeah, make something of your life for the day. Yeah, mm-hmm. for the six or for the sixty days, I guess that would be the case. What uh, terrible movie do you really enjoy? Any movie that I enjoy is not terrible. I don't think. <laughs> yeah, and one that you think other people think is not good. I don't know. Tropic Thunder is a pretty inappropriate movie, but I think it's, <laughs> I think it's hilarious. So it it's at least a corny movie. movie. Like it is a yeah. good. It is yeah. a good. Yeah. Movie. Like a really, really like the best line. I can't really say it right now. Yeah, right? No. <laughs> <But> <laughs> I, mean, I mean, there's a lot of good lines. I like all the chick flicks. Everyone hates chick flicks. Like all guys are like yeah. hate chick flicks, but I love them. So, so like, give me one example. The Notebook. Okay. Okay, there we go. Everyone hates okay. that movie, but I love it. I've, so never, good. I've never seen that movie. I've actually never seen that movie either. No. I it's really good. Is he the only one in this room that's seen that movie? <laughs> I would say that probably says a lot about my relationship status. When I was in high school, it didn't work out so hot. How much money would it take for you to go bald? Straight bareback bald, shiny head. And then I could just let it grow back? Yeah, yeah. It's not like you have to be bald forever, but to, to completely shave your head yeah. bald. I mean, I, I'm sure your hair is taking quite a long time yeah. to grow to that leg. Um, probably like 5000 I'll go ten thousand. Ten thousand. That's a that's a <laughs> shocker. That's a shocker that that the that the girl in the room would drop all the hair before <laughs> before Jackson over here. All right. What do you yeah, think cats dream about? Beating up dogs. Yeah. <laughs> Catnip. <laughs> Catnip. <laughs> if you could only have one meal a day for the rest of your life, which meal of the day would you choose? Breakfast. I'll go lunch. Lunch. Mm-hmm. Definitely breakfast. Wow. Okay. Why breakfast? Because I've learned that if I don't eat breakfast during the day. Or, like, if I don't eat breakfast at all, then I can't function, so. Mind and body. Yeah. Just pure shutdown mode. Yeah. I'm actually kind of surprised another one you said dinner. I just think there's so many, such a range of options for dinner. Yeah. As compared to the other two. But I guess lunch is kind of just, like, half dinner portions. Mm -hmm. (laughs) All right. Who has the best nicknames on your guys' teams? Everyone just calls me J-Web, and then I don't know if anyone else. J-Web likes C-Web. The best one, probably... Colby Ferguson, we just call him Cholbs. <laughs> Cholbs. Cholbs. <laughs> nice. Yeah. <laughs> All right, well, that's going to do it for our Freaky Fast Five. A nod to our sponsor, Jimmy Johns. We can get into the real talk with these Red Devils, a um, couple of senior leaders of their teams. We'll get started off with, uh, I want to talk about each one of you guys individually before we start talking about your teams. Um, I think it's kind of easy to lead in with what happened over the last week. I mean, Jaden, you went ahead and you joined the Thousand Points Club mm-hmm. at East Jordan, so congratulations. Thank you. First off, um, that's a huge accomplishment over a career, but can you just explain, you know, the lead up to that game and how do you kind of handle knowing you're going to hit a milestone like that? Yeah. Well, I didn't really know if I was going to get it, so I wasn't really, like, my family made a bunch of signs and stuff, and I was like, please don't take them out until I'm really close because I didn't want to disappoint myself and everyone. So I kind of went in going, like, thinking, if I don't get it, it's okay. I'll get it the next game. That's what I've been thinking, like, the past few games because you never know. So I wasn't really like, oh, I'm going to get it. 
I was kind of like, it's okay if I don't. It was but a possibility. Yes. You needed 26. Yes. Yeah. So I wasn't really <laughs> sure if I was going to get it. I mean, you when you got to that 20, 21. Yeah, halftime like I was like, because I had 15 at halftime, and I was like, yep. Molly, my teammate, was like, oh, Jaden, you're going to get it. And I was like, don't say that. Don't you never know. That <laughs> yeah. But, yeah, at halftime I was like, okay, I might get it. And then well, I got it in the third quarter. Yeah. I think I got a couple buckets. And then I was like, okay. And I needed one or three more points. And then I hit that three, and it was really cool. I it was mean, a really good feeling. It, it, I'm sure it had to probably feel better doing it in the third quarter, too, than the fourth quarter. Yeah, exactly. I feel like, I feel like in, if you got in that situation where I, even though if it wasn't that close of a game, yeah. you know what I'm saying, still, yeah. like, at the end of the, the end of the game, you're only, like, two, three points away. You want to just, like, keep shooting the I ball. Know. You're, like, just keep getting shooting. <laughs> I know. And then you could end up just missing and missing and missing. It would be the hardest two points you ever get. But, yeah. I mean, you get it done in the third quarter, and I know you ended up, you know, getting to kind of celebrate the mm-hmm. rest of the game and get, get to kind of soak it in. How did the yeah. moment, you know, feel for you, and, and what was it like getting to kind of soak it in the rest of the game? Um, Honestly, it felt like a dream. Like, I really honestly couldn't feel my feet, and I was like, I couldn't. I looked at Molly, and I was like, Molly, I can't, I can't move right now. I don't know what to do do and like every time I got the ball I kind of was like still shaking and it, it was really weird it was a really weird feeling definitely felt like a dream I mean do you feel any different on the other side of it now yeah a lot better a lot better yes a lot less pressure on yes yourself. there was so much pressure on myself who is it that made the sign that had the uh, the countdown oh that was a couple of my friends that made that yeah that was a cool yeah, and they were really yeah they were really excited that they saw the newspaper article and it said j1k because they were like oh we did that we said that because that's what it said on the sign yeah well look at that james stealing other people's ideas (laughs) i'm not above that i'm not above (laughs) or below they were really excited well yeah see well look at that putting putting the local kids on their ideas and making them shine but, I mean, that, had, that wouldn't have been possible without you scoring 1,000 points. I mean, let's go over to the boys' side just for a second. We'll talk a little bit about Jackson, get him in on the conversation. I know, we know just over the last couple of years, I just got here last year, and I heard about you right away as a basketball player and then heard about you as a football player as just a pure athlete. Um, on the basketball court, you kind of mentioned uh, getting in here that you kind of do everything uh, mm-hmm. for the team. I mean, you're playing in the front court, you're handling the ball. Mm-hmm. I mean, what do you think about your athleticism? What do you bring to the game for the Red Devils? I drive a lot. So, I mean, we have open shooters all the time, so I can, like, drive, kick out to A.J. Bartlett or Levi and, or take it to the hole. Yeah, what, what do you think is your uh, strongest uh, skill set, both on offense and defense? On defense, my strongest skill set probably this year would be not trying to block every shot because <laughs> last year I tried to block every single shot and I would get in foul trouble. And on offense, probably just driving to the hole, finishing. Yeah. You, you actually like getting into the bodies, getting mm-hmm. into the rim. Yeah. Um, now, question with that, I know when it comes down to um, getting fouled, getting to the free throw line, it's a big mental game mm-hmm. um, for, for all basketball players. How do you guys practice your free throws? Is it like an exact routine every single time, or can you just each go through how you actually get into that physical and mental zone with the muscle memory and being able to kind of put yourself there every single time? I do the same thing every time, like in practice and in games. I've always, I dribble three times and then I shoot. If you don't do that, would it get you out of your own yeah. space? And when I don't make free throws, I get very mad at myself and have to like walk back, take a couple deep breaths, and then <laughs> like free throws are definitely the one thing that make me really mad if I don't make, because it's free points. Yeah, yeah. I saw you kind mm-hmm. of, uh, you kind of nod there. I mean, mm-hmm. what, what about that, what about a free throw can make you so frustrated? 
just when I miss like two in a row. One, I'm fine missing one, but like two in a row, then I <laughs> might walk away for a little bit, say a couple swear words, come <laughs> back, get it out of my system, one dribble, put it up there. Is it, is it just that thought like, come on, like, like yeah. come it's on. It's free points. Man, I, you guys, would, you guys would laugh so hard if you saw me shoot from the free throws. <laughs> like, for, for, literally, I'm like, they can like hack a Jake. It's one of those situations. I did this thing in college, which I shouldn't say this on this podcast because this is actually embarrassing. Where I took this like stats class in college, where we had to do a whole bunch of stuff. One of the things was we were testing hot hand, cold hand, and this is a question I guess I'll ask you after doing this, or I'll ask you before, and then I'll tell you the story. Do you guys believe in the hot hand? So, like, when you're shooting and then, you know, you make three, four in a row, do you believe that, give me the ball, feed it to me, how do you mm-hmm. feel, and have you ever gotten in that zone? Mm-hmm. You think yeah. that's a thing? Yes, yeah, it's definitely. definitely yeah. Because when you start making shots, then you're definitely more confident, and you're like, yeah, I want like, the ball. Yeah, give me the ball. Yeah. And, and then, if your teammate's hot, you got to realize your teammate's hot and feed him the ball, too. Yeah. So. Okay, so definitely. you guys definitely ride with that yes. uh, ride with that wave. Now, do you feel the same way about free throws? Because, I mean, it's hot hand, and there's the other side of that with, you know, cold hand. You miss one, two, three free throws in a row. Does it get harder to make a shot then? Yeah, It definitely, definitely does. Takes yeah. your confidence away yeah. a little bit. And then you have more pressure on yourself because you're wanting to make your next one. Because you missed the last two, so you're like, oh, crap, I definitely have to make this one. Mm-hmm. So it kind of sounds like there's a lot of mental games in basketball. Yes. A lot more than people may think. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> I'll get back to my story in just one second. We had to shoot 100 free throws to test the hot hand, cold hand approach to see if, like, oh, if you make one, you'll make, like, three in a row or what the streaks were and everything. I'm just going to have, here's a good question. Guess how many free throws out of 100 in a row I made? Which is, like, a basically a straight percentage. Like, mm-hmm. what do you think my free throw percentage was? And this is the, this is the only time I think... In the last 10 years, I've shot 100 free throws in a row. 25%. Mm, 30. I said 35. Oh, man. <laughs> I didn't want to say this out loud. It was a measly 13. Oh. Nice. <laughs> yes. I think, I think I just had a cold ham that day. <laughs> I think that was just the thing. It was yeah. too much pressure in class. I don't know. It was bad. It was really bad. <laughs> so <laughs> what do you guys shoot free throws? What do you shoot? free throw percentage in general mine right now yeah or last last year just generally about what do you make i mean i'd say about 80 i'll go down to like 60 to 65 okay i was 65 yeah i mean 13 keep <laughs> me on the line i guess here now this is a odd question but it just popped up in my head since we're talking about free throws do you guys think there's a correlation with how tall you were how tall you are and the like worse you are at free throws no. kind of seems like that happens in the nba on a pretty regular basis, but yeah. I mean, in this room, it seems like the taller you are, the worse you are at free throws. I mean, I'm like over <laughs> six foot. I only shoot. He's shooting sixty five. You're shooting eighty. He said he's shooting sixty. I'm shooting thirteen. So it's a correlation I see in this room alone. <laughs> no, I don't think so. No, I don't think so either. Tim Duncan alone just proves that. Oh, he might be the outlier. Yeah, he's an outlier. I see, yeah, he's he, an outlier. But yeah, yeah, there's been other good free throw shooting. Bill Lambeer was a really good free throw shooter. Okay. He wasn't. Yeah. Hakeem Olajuwon was a good free throw shooter. Keep it coming. I'm just asking. <laughs> I mean, there are a lot. When they blame not being a good free throw shooter and having hands that are too big, I'm just like, come on. Uh, I just think, I just feel like it may be really hard to, like, if you're actually just, like, staring basically at the rim to, like, throw the basketball at, like, a level plane. And if not, you'd have to, like, bank rainbow it, it so then, hard. Then bank it. Well, have you seen Taco Fall shoot a free throw? Oh, my God. <laughs> Watching no. Taco Fall just... You haven't? No. Be a human it? is hard. What oh, does he do? How tall is he? 7'4". Seven, 7'4". Four. Seven, seven, four. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, and he's, like, got... He's... He's huge. Huge. 
Because he, like, you shoots know the ball Taco down. Oh, it's bad. It's yeah. Like, it literally looks like he's playing, like, uh, like almost like beer pong. Just trying <laughs> to, like, throw the, throw the really ball in the, in, the, in the cup over there. Like, but that's, that's the thing I think of is just, like, the angle. Like, it's yeah. straight where you actually get to shoot it like a basketball. But who knows? Well, back in the day, the I just like to make excuses for my 13%. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I'm only 6'3". It's not like I can look at the rim or anything. Back in the day, the Bulls had this center who's, like, 7 foot tall, and he would... Pretty much just lift his hands straight up in the air and go like just, <laughs> just one that was his flick, flick that was his, that was his thing yeah he would like just like bring the ball up and go look at the flick of the wrist yeah my jump shot like, looks like Sean Marion I don't know if you oh. guys yeah I I'm not a I'm not a good I'm a definitely like a front court player mm. I'm definitely a big man trying to yeah. swap basketballs and yeah. pass the ball to my teammate just five five <laughs> to eight feet from the rim I'm good and then other than that we're gonna have issues yeah uh, talk a little bit about your your double buzzer beater. Well, for one, I had a really crappy game and until, like, the fourth quarter started, and I started feeling good. And I don't know, Cooper just passed me the ball, and I was like, well, I have a little bit of space. I might as well just shoot it. shot the three, put it in overtime. And then when the game was on the line in overtime, I, I wanted the ball in my hands. I made the shot, luckily. So I'm sure the regulation buzzer beater put the confidence in you to yes, go, it did. I need it for mm-hmm. overtime. Uh, how, what was the conversation like between you and Cooper? Because Cooper scored 31 points in yeah. that game. Yeah, I saw so, that. I mean, what was the conversation like between you guys in those final moments? And was he fighting for the ball, too? What was, the, what was the case? Well, Coach D drew up a play, which was for me to Coop to screen me, and then I'd pick and roll, but I just shot it anyways. <laughs> Coop wasn't mad. Coop had 31. We got the win. It was all good. <laughs> so you saw the look, and you took it. Yeah. Hey, ain't nothing wrong with that. It worked out, right? Yeah. And we, we, I think we, we actually did put you into the Get Around Hall of Fame last week for that performance. Because, yeah, I don't think you can... Most people don't get any buzzer beaters ever, yeah. let alone two in a game. And especially in a game like that where you guys were coming back mm-hmm. and then had to tie it, yeah. you know what I'm saying, to go into overtime mm-hmm. and then um, go ahead and only win that game by, you know, two points mm-hmm. there at the end. What's one of the toughest mental moments that you've had to go through um, in order to like, or to kind of pull through and do like that in a game, or even if it's out off off the field when you're going through practice, or something like that. Maybe realizing that like it's okay if you miss the shot or miss a shot, then just get over it, shoot it again, get the confidence in yourself. Do you think that uh, kind of push you to be like at the end of the end of another game? Mm-hmm. This this I can do that. Do you think that's a uh, so here, here's a question. Let's ask that way. You, I, I, you hear this all the time. Like I'm sure you guys saw Brandon Ingram go off for like 48 points this past weekend, and yep. then mm-hmm. everybody goes, "Oh, Brandon Ingram was clutch. Brandon Ingram was clutch because he made a couple really big shots." Mm-hmm. And I had this thought to myself: Do you just become clutch when you do it once? No. Because it seems like I, I haven't seen him do something like that before. No. How do you build that clutch gene? Um, when somebody, you know, somebody talks about Kobe or what, what do you guys consider clutch, and how do you think you get there? You get there by working your butt off in the gym, getting there before everyone, staying after. That's what Kobe did. So he's one of the greatest of all time. So yeah. Not a bad role model to have. No. Yeah. Definitely not. Yeah, I would agree with that. Not just a one-game mm-hmm. thing. You have to do it multiple times. Yes. So speaking of shooting your shot, I heard this story about when you guys were at the Ferris State team camp mm-hmm. that you were trying to pick up a girl with using the team whiteboard on the on the van <laughs> oh, it, wasn't, it wasn't just one girl it was wow uh, well i <laughs> i wrote my number on the well actually the other guys wrote my number on the board and they were like had it in the back seat i was sitting shotgun mm-hmm. so they and they had it sticking out the window my number on there 
<laughs> and I didn't know it. And then I found out. So then I just took it and put it in the put it in the shotgun side window. Mm-hmm. Did it work? It. <laughs> no, it did not. <laughs> not a single text. We were message. going too fast. That's what it was. Oh, <laughs> oh, yeah. oh going too fast. It could be the area <laughs> yeah. code. They typed in the wrong area mm-hmm. code. Don't worry. Some other guy was really happy, but yeah. not not that day for Jackson. <laughs> Who's the better basketball player from Pelston? Cassidy, uh, Blake Cassidy or Tanner Ooh. Byard? <laughs> Obviously, I'm going to say Tanner. I figured so. <laughs> <laughs> but Blake's having a really good season. Very good. This year, he's got to be averaging like thirty something. Pretty close. Yeah, he's yeah, had forty plus yeah, games the past 40, like three or four yeah, games. Yeah, yeah, three in a row. row. He had forty plus. I do want to ask you guys just about who you guys who you guys try to emulate your games after. Well, I love Kevin Durant, and I I do try to play like him sometimes, but he's a really better shooter than me, so I can't play like him all the time, unfortunately. <laughs> Kawhi Leonard also. I love mm-hmm. Kawhi Leonard. Is that like an offense defense type thing? Yeah. Like on offense, on you offense want to be I'm KD. Okay. On defense, I'm Kawhi. Okay. You know, I'm playing, but I mean, Kawhi does like to show out a lot of shots. Yeah, he does. But but they're selective. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, I try not to just. Th- I just don't think about stuff like that. I don't know. I just yeah. I'd say right. I'd say Boban. <laughs> oh yeah, <laughs> Boban. <laughs> if only he were seven foot five. Because he never plays and he's funny. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Odd question. I've asked this on this podcast before, but. When I was growing up, I had the Red Devils as a mas- mascot as well. Um, but if you could change your school colors into a different color devil. If you had to. Or, yeah, if you had to change your color, school colors and or mascot, what would they be into? Like, if you had a choice, you're like, oh, I'm going to this high school. We can be the, probably be the Spartans for me. Just because then I could have been a Spartan for life. And <laughs> My high school was the Green Hornets. <laughs> Just the Hornets. They were the Green Hornets. <laughs> so we were green and white, like Michigan turned State. Into the but Green Lanterns. Ooh. Yeah. I love the colors of um, Miami's New Jerseys. Miami Vice jerseys? Yes. Those pink Ooh. and like that, black. Like blue. Yeah, yeah, the blue-ish. pink and blue. Okay. Those are cool. Okay. Would you still be would you still be like the Red Devils? The East Jordan Heat. Ooh. Ooh. <laughs> the Pink Devils. The Pink Devils. It worked. Will you bring the heat? Is that what it is? Yeah. You try to every game. But you keep the red and black? Yes. Yeah. I like red and black. Yeah. I I do like the red. That was my high school color scheme too, and I thought it was so cool. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, I think red and black might be like, especially for high school at least. I mean, green and white is the best color ever, colors ever, but red and black. Definitely my second love. I even yeah. wanted to like get a car with like red rims or like oh, red yeah. rims and like all blacked out. Like, yeah, mm-hmm. this looks really cool. Well, that is going to do it for our time here with East Jordan's Jackson Raymond and Jane Weber. Thank you guys so much for making the drive down your day off and joining us here. It was a blast, and good luck with the rest of your season. Thank you. Thank you. Another big thank you to East Jordan's Jackson Raymond and Jane Weber for joining us here in Traverse City, making that long road trip down from East Jordan, especially when they didn't have any schools. Both of them, especially James, they told us their favorite thing to do on their day off is sleep, and they got in the car and drove down here on their day off. So many, many thanks to both of the Red Devils for coming all the way. What is you drove you drove out there towards that way just the other night. That's well over an hour and 20-minute drive. East Jordan's, so. yeah, from here is over an hour. Yeah, so, you know, Coach... You know, Steve Hines, the girls' basketball coach, got in the uh, the East Jordan van, the school van, and drove those two down here. A big shout so. out to him as well, taking time out of his day. When everybody, yeah. you know, doing big things for the get around. We really appreciate you guys. We always appreciate the student athletes who come in and take time out of their days, their weeks, their months, their years 
to you know let us pick their brain just a little bit. That interview is sponsored by Jimmy John's with two locations in Traverse City. Jimmy John's spends six hours slicing and baking every day to make you a 30-second sandwich. Freaky fresh, freaky fast. Jimmy John's freak, yeah. Fellas, we had a nice long interview, so we are going to cut one of our segments today, and we're going to dive right into the Hall of Fame where we induct one more athlete into the most exclusive club in northern Michigan where they get down with the rest of our somewhere, but I think I believe it's about 150-plus entries. So we're starting to have to... We're going to have to upgrade the size of the club here soon. It might not be getting... We'll, we'll find a cutout when I stop saying it's the most exclusive club, but I think exclus- exclusivity... It is, it is still is exclusive. I'll say exclusivity doesn't always have to do with the amount of no- people numbers. It has to do with the crowd that you hold, correct? Yeah. It's almost just like VIP experience. But without talking more about our own club, let's talk about who's going into it. Andrew, we'll give you the nod first. Who are you putting up for your player of the week? I talked to him about him a lot earlier, but I'm going with Cody Hansen. He's just a great athlete overall. Really showed out on Saturday when I saw him. Undefeated also, performance. Also on the Dream Team football team. So, multi-sport guy. Like, like Andrew said, good athlete. Yep. What about you? Uh, I'm going to put up uh, Traverse City West skier Aiden Lewandowski. Uh, he won both the Giant Slalom and Slalom at the first Big North Conference meet this earlier this week, or actually last week. Yeah, beginning last, last week. Last Monday at Crystal Mountain. So, uh, you know, swept that. Um, I think plays just ahead of Petoskey's Jimmy Flom in both. So, uh, and, and then Jimmy Flom is like an all-state skier, too. So that's a, that's a pretty good way to start the season. Yeah, I remember seeing his name come up a couple times during the, uh, during the state finals last year in Lewandowski. So he's obviously on the right track to kind of uh, make his name known this year and keep Traverse City West skiing there towards the top of Division One. Mm-hmm. Uh, for me, I'm going to go out to a school that we have not actually seen much from, or really, I don't know how many people have gotten nominated from there, but we're going out to Ellsworth for Ethan Tornga. Uh, a couple big games last week. He had two double-doubles last week. When they beat Mackinac City, he had 24 points, 12 rebounds, eight of those which were offensive. And then in a win against Harbor Light, he had 21 points, 10 rebounds, five assists, and four steals. So pretty big week for him last week for Ellsworth, two wins. Uh, both over 70 points for the Lancers. So, fellas, let's put it to a vote. Or I'll go first. I'm putting up my guy. I'm putting up Ethan. Big double-double week. I do it all the time. Guy. Yeah, not always, but I'm going to go up this or, time. Or gal. I'm going to go up and put my own up this time. What about you, fellas? Who you guys got? Mm. Well, I'll just, I'll just do the same thing and vote for my guy, then. Uh-oh. Lewandowski. Double big North Conference wins. So what do I do if I vote for mine? We it's have to revote. Th- it's a three-way tie. Then we, we have to, then we have to rock paper scissors or something. Yeah, we gotta revote. We got we gotta we have to revote, but we can't vote for our own then. Well, darn. I'll go straight to rock paper scissors. That's not gonna happen because I'm gonna vote for Jake's guy, Ethan. Hey, Ethan. But once again, yeah, 24 points, 12 rebounds, and a win against Mackinac City, and then 21 points, 10 rebounds, five assists, and four steals against Harvard Light. So. Congratulations to Ethan Toringa from Ellsworth. You are the latest inductee into the Get Around Hall of Fame for your performances last week. So join us. Join us in the club. All right. Before we forget, we need to make sure that we get one of our loyal Audible viewers fed. We pulled from Instagram this week, and our big winner for two free Jimmy John subs this week is John Zentech. I'll be getting a hold of you there on Instagram, so keep a lookout for your DMs, John. We'll get you fed. And remember, everybody, if you do want to get fed yourself or... Maybe get your family fed, get your friends fed. Like us, share us, comment, retweet, gif, whatever it takes. Let us know that you're interacting with us, and we will get you fed. We will find your name, and we will select you randomly. Facebook, Twitter, or Instagram. Yeah, or um, SoundCloud, where this podcast is hosted. Comment on there. Whatever you got to do, we'll find you. I as promise. As long as you're not one of the bots. Yeah, don't be a bot on SoundCloud. 
check out my page if you want some viral views, yo. Well, nah. We're going to get into our trifecta, our last segment of the day. And it's a surprise trifecta for my gentleman uh, here in the studio with me. On that surprise, James asked what the trifecta would be, and Jake was very serious about that and saying, I'm not going to tell you until we actually get to No, you're going to be surprised at what the trifecta is. So none of us know what's coming except the guy in the lion's hat right now. All right. If you were caught cheating in baseball, what would you want it to be for? But you're, 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 you're cheating one way or the other to get ahead. Mm-hmm. What's the way that you're cheating in baseball? Well, if you're not cheating, you're not trying, right? Like, that's what that's they say. Phrase. That's what they say. Everybody's trying to get a leg up. I mean, there's pros and cons to a lot of different ways. I mean, there's the Pete Moss cheating. You know, there's the Astros cheating. There's Mark McGuire cheating. Sammy Sosa. Yeah, there's Sammy Sosa cheating. I don't know if I would go steroids, though. I know, that's a but hard one. I gotta, it kind of seems like it has the most pros, other than just, like, winning. The funniest one is the is the uh, the George Brett one, where he had too much pine tar on his back. Oh. And they threw, the, threw him, uh, they called him out when he hit a, hit a home, I think a game-winning home run. And, uh... He just comes storming out of the dugout and charges after the referee and has to be restrained from the referee because he had too much they called him out because he had too much pine tar, which is which is a which is a lame rule. I'm surprised he didn't stick to the bench. <coughs> uh, God, I don't know why that's something. I'm like, why is that illegal? Because like putting too much pine tar on your bat that doesn't help anything. All it does is help th- with you being able to grip the bat. It doesn't help you make contact or hit the ball farther. No, well maybe hit the ball farther. Maybe maybe a better grip give you a little little hefty. Well, he had he had pine tar too far up the barrel of the bat, so it wasn't even where he was gripping. Yeah, but anything just make the ball stick to the bat. Exactly. So I don't see how there was an advantage. But is that what you're saying? Is that if you're gonna get caught cheating, it better just be some little tiny thing like too much pine tar? Yeah, or something dumb like the. Uh what was the Mets? The Mets coach who got kicked out of a game and then uh, and then tried to sneak we'll try back. To in, no, uh-huh. he tried to sneak back into the dugout with a fake mustache on. <laughs> That was amazing. That's not, that's not even cheating. That's just, like, trying to be there for your guys. Well, because it's cheating in that he got kicked out, so he's sneaking his, back his in. His so it's against the rules. Allowed. It's against the rules. I suppose I haven't come up with one particular thing. James wants to be a traditional cheater. Yeah, what would you do, Andrew? I'm going to go the other route and say, every, you know, I didn't play baseball. I played kickball in middle school, and I was still pretty darn terrible at it. So when I was on the asphalt, and I, I, I said I wanted to play center field. Because that's where I thought I could succeed in. And there was one day in third grade, I was wearing Heelys when those were cool. Oh, man. So get the perfect speed for center field. Well, yes. So what I did was I got up to speed and I rolled my way into, like, left center or right center. And that was the only way I could catch the ball. So, Heelys. Heelys. I want to put Heel. I want to... First, first, we'd have to find a or way like, to put... Or, or maybe if you could just use, like, one of those hoverboards in center field. Yeah. Find a way to, like, put rockets on my shoes or convert the grass into, uh, like, a hard surface so I can use, like, Heelys to scoot from one end of the field to the next. So I might get kicked out of the game, yes, but I'd go on SportsCenter because Stephen A. Smith would probably be like, that's pretty darn cool. Could you imagine the the video of Derek Jeter's, like, catch into the stands was just precursed by him standing on a hoverboard <laughs> flying towards the sign? Oh, my God. Like, one of the, like mini scooters, too. Way, ways to ruin history. Yeah, I think if I was going to get caught cheating in baseball, probably for steroids. You'd bulk up? 
Well, I just, I, I wouldn't see myself doing it. I mean, I was a catcher my whole life, so I don't know how I'd see myself doing, like, science dealing or anything like that. That's just, that's just bogus. The thing about steroids is they don't help you hit, they don't help you make contact with the ball. I was always, Which no, is see, the hardest thing. Well, the, the, I was always really good about making contact with the ball, but I never had yeah. no power. Yeah, I really I'm never had no power. Steroids don't help with that. No, I, I didn't need that. I mean, if I was a professional baseball player, hopefully not, but when I, when I played baseball myself, like, I had a very, I hit for a very high average, but... I would very rarely see second base, mostly because I got a courtesy runner because I was a catcher. Like I would just hit a single, and then they would put literally or figuratively. If I was labeled a cheater, I'd probably want to get caught using steroids, only because at the very least, for some portion of my life, I like. You'd be a big guy. Yeah, I physically like enhanced. You'd be the rock. It wasn't just like me being like a cheater and trying to get away with it. It was just like, hey guys, you just didn't notice how big and strong I got. (laughs) I don't know. Change it to rock at. I just yeah. worked out a lot. Yeah, man. I just worked out a lot. I ate a lot of fish oil pills. It's perfect. I eat babies for breakfast. So James wouldn't be a cheater. I would take like steroids. Like Mike Tyson. Yeah. I, 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 I would, I would, I guess, take steroids if I had to cheat. And then sounds like Andrew over here would just not not want to run. I mean, I would. Yeah, I mean, you would probably come up with some kind of technological way to do like what the Astros did, sort of. But, but obviously more covertly than they did. Yeah, I would so pay the would cameraman. Find out about I'd pay the cameraman to make sure that the camera really made it look like I was ten pounds less, not ten pounds heavier. Because if I was on steroids, they would all notice. The Astros just had to figure it out. You know what? If I wanted to get caught cheating, what it would be is I put a magnet inside of the ball and a magnet inside of my catcher's mitt, and then just keep my catcher's mitt in the zone. Would you times. do something like move your catcher's mitt down at the last second so it would be like a weird? Sinker? Oh yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, like a good like twelve six curve. Just drop it down like as it's coming in. And just <laughs> imagine that. That would actually be really cool. See, I feel like if there's anybody who wouldn't have gotten caught, I don't know what the Astros needed to do is come up with a system where they stole the signs, but then relayed it to the batters in a way that the batters just thought that the manager had figured things out rather than the players knowing that they were cheating. So because be because cheating. because that's the reason why Mike Fires got pissed off because he's like, our guys are cheating. Yeah, because <laughs> they knew they were cheating. If you just make them think that, oh, I'm that good of a manager, and I've figured out what he's going to be throwing in this pitch, you might be able. To then get away the with Astros it. would still be getting away with this. Probably, but instead they're pounding on a trash can, so everybody in the dugout knows that they're cheating. Yeah, there's no way you can hide that, really. Yeah. Speaking of honesty, we are sponsored. We did sell out this podcast a long time ago. Yeah, this podcast is sponsored by Jimmy John's. With two locations in Traverse City. At Jimmy John's, they are freaks about fresh bread, meats, and veggies. Because that does mean better sandwiches for all. Freaky fresh, freaky fast, Jimmy John's freak, yeah. That's going to do us for us, gentlemen. That's a wrap on episode number 109. I don't really, I don't know if I like to say 109 or 109 better, but I feel when we're speaking on a podcast, I need to put it all well, out there. We're not going to say 110 next week. I might. I might. Who knows? Come back next week to find out for episode 110. Thanks for listening.